0: This is the Tanakh podcast with Alex Israel. Today, Shmuel Aleph, Perek Zion, chapter 7. In today's chapter, David requests from God, or rather from the prophet, that he be allowed to build a Beit HaMikdash. His logic is quite sound. He says, He said, I'm sitting in a wooden palace. How can God's Ark be sitting in a tent? Sound logic indeed. And David wants to unite the Aaron, which is already in Yerushalayim, with the other Kilim, the other vessels of the Mishkan, primarily the Mizbeach, the National Altar, which is currently sitting in Givon, and create a true everlasting center for God in Jerusalem. Now, if you ask most people, they will tell you that David is not allowed to build the temple because he has blood on his hands, because he's fought wars. And indeed, that is what it says in the book of Chronicles, in DeVray HaYamim. But that is not what our chapter says, and we're going to deal today with our chapter. God says something really very different. He says, in fact, he says, why do you want to build me a house? He says, I've never sat in a house since uh, we came out of Egypt. I've been very happy in a in a tent. (laughs) And he says, and I commanded you to leave the flocks and to shepherd my people, Israel. And I never told Israel, why didn't you build me a a, a palace? (laughs) God's saying something really interesting. He's saying, "I, I, I don't really need this at all. But then at the end of the chapter, he says something very interesting. He says, and I'll read this. He says, I will make a place for my people Israel, and I'll plant them, and they will dwell steadily, and they won't be agitated anymore. And they won't be attacked by enemies. And then he says, And when I've given you respite from all your enemies, God is going to make you, David, a house. And when you die, and you're going to pass on the royal, the, the, the monarchy to your own son, who you've never Lishmi. He will build a house for me. How does this (laughs) narrative hold together? God says, I've been very happy since Israel came out of Egypt in a tent, but eventually I'm going to settle you down and I'm going to make you a house. And then when everything's settled and you've passed, you've died and you've passed on from this world and the monarchy moves over to your son, then he will make me a house. What is the logic here? And the logic seems quite sound. A temple, a, a Beit dash, a house is something permanent. Until now, we've had a Mishkan, a Mishkan is a tent. It can be moved from here to there, from there to here, and it would seem like God's residence is reflective, is in a sort of like direct relationship to Bene Israel. When Bene Israel are in an unstable state, when they are in a fluid state, God is correspondent to them, and He is in a tent too he also remains in a fluid state, being able to move here or move there. However, only when we reach permanence and a state of calm and shalom will God be ready to move to a permanent residence. Now, David has uh, overcome all of his trials and tribulations with Sha'ul. He's overcome seven years of a split kingdom and he's established Jerusalem as his capital. But God's saying... (laughs) This kingdom will not be stable until what? Until you are able to pass on, until you're able to have your son succeed you. A, a monarchy is not a monarchy unless there is a dynasty, unless you're able to pass on to your son. And when we have that sense of continuity, then that will give political stability to the nation. It's interesting that it seems to me that to build a Beit Dash, we need that stability. You see, if the Beit Midrash is going to be a place for God to be displayed to the world and a platform for God to be able to be um, broadcast further than just the Jewish people, if the Jewish people are in this sort of unstable state, suffering from different wars and constantly invaded, that's not a platform that anybody's going to take seriously. But once the nation reaches a state of calm and stability, and once politically we reach the ability to have a a a sense of a robust um succession then hashem is ready for a mikdash and this is a whole difference that that the center here is the word bite hashem will make you a bite and when you have a bite you will be ready to make a it for hashem fascinating to think that the beit hashem relies on a sense of national stability um and not necessarily ethics not necessarily other things. Maybe that's also an ingredient, but that's not what is said here. So that's the real answer. That's the real key. I'll just mention one other thing about this chapter since we've got a couple of minutes, and that is a lovely little tidbit about the beginning. You know, God turns around to Natan, the prophet, and says to him, you know, I'd really like to build a Beit Hamikdash for God. And Natan says to the king, God is with you. Go, whatever's in your heart, sounds a great idea. But then the text tells us in Pasuk Dalaj, but that night, Natan went to sleep and and God appears to Natan and says, no, 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 I want you to tell David. And he gives him the whole message. What does this show us? It shows us that sometimes, um, don't always consult with God. They sort of, how should I say it? Intuit, intuit what God wants. They're well enough tuned into God that they say the king wants to build a Ah, David, great idea. However, there are occasions where the Navi intuits wrong. He doesn't quite understand what God wants. And then God will come to him in a dream and put him right. And I love that sort of human side of the prophetic experience, which we see through this chapter. That's it for today. See you again next time. Oh, one thing I just wanted to tell you all, and that is that on uh, Motzei Shabbat, I'm going to send through this channel a series of podcasts on Megillat Esther, 10 podcasts on each of the 10 chapters of Megillat Esther, and I'm going to put them through this channel, so it'll give you about two weeks to prepare for uh, Purim, and uh, you can listen at your leisure, and please share them with other people. 10 podcasts on each of the 10 chapters of Megillat Esther. Enjoy.